Hi, everyone, and welcome to KikiTV.life and to our expert event. I'm really excited today to be sitting down with an extraordinary woman. This is Janine of Sea Siren Janine. And Janine is currently studying physical therapy. She's a veteran army medic and an EMT. She's healing from the vegan, vegetarian, and plant-based diet, as I am. And that's why I'm really happy to have her here today. She's passionate about the disease of anemia and hair loss in women as it pertains to malnutrition, vitality, optimal health, and the physical body and well-being of women over 40. She's also very um, passionate about and skilled at holistic skin care. And Janine is currently healing herself of anemia, osteoarthritis, and uterine fibroids. She has a small soap and skincare business called Sea Siren, sea Siren Soap Spa. And um, she has a YouTube channel called Sea Siren Janine. And that is where I first met her through her videos and through our sharing comments. And um, this is the first time I'm actually meeting her. Welcome, Janine. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. And please uh, tell me about how you, tell me about these symptoms that started, what, how you tried to track down the cause or heal them, and how did you uncover, eventually uncover the anemia, et cetera, and begin on a new path of um, healing and learning? So to give you an idea of how long I've been trying to heal i this my health decline started when i was 15 years old around 15 16 years old is when i first i'm 48 now so 15 years old i just figured it out <laughs> it's amazing my mother was always a vegetarian on and off trying macrobiotic diets you know meat is bad all this other stuff into yoga back then she was made fun of back then she was called a hippie and a health nut and all this stuff so she was ahead of her time and I never really ate I never really ate red meat as a child I didn't like it I don't know why I, my mom did force us to eat liver my mom did have the wherewithal to give us meat the kids but for herself you know she was less less eating meat and stuff but let me skip ahead to I was 15 years old I saw pamphlets. I, I'm assuming it was from PETA. They actually put these, they entered the schools back then. There wasn't like school security cameras or anything. They entered the schools and they put them in our lockers. You know, these pamphlets that said, and it showed uh, factory farming, animal abuse, and all that stuff. I was horrified. I said right away, I already didn't eat a lot of meat. So right away I said, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to eat any more meat, any more animals or anything. 15 years old, zero clue about nutrition, health. I was feeling great. I was looking great. There's no concept. And remember, there's no internet. There's no, you know what I mean? No social media. So I'm, and now I'm a weirdo. I'm just, I just only told a couple of friends, my, my dad, I'm not eating meat anymore. They were like, fine. No problem. Nobody cared because nobody knew really about the health consequences. So everything was all good. Um, by age 16, I started losing my hair. 
It's so young, Janine. Oh, oh my goodness. In, in high school with the clickiness and the mean girls. And, and I had beautiful long hair down to my waist. Everybody touched my hair. And so, so I, I, I kind of knew, but then, then my cousin said to me across the dinner table one time, you're going bald. <laughs> he was a teenager too. Like they didn't, you know, no. Right. I was horrified. Oh, I can horrified. imagine. So I said, I know, you know, so I told, I, and I only had a little, like, it was this tiny little bald spot up here. It was just like a, just like a see-through spot. So it wasn't that bad. So I told my mom, I was like, you know, I'm, lo I'm, lo I'm losing hair and stuff. So she takes me to a dermatologist. I already knew they couldn't help me for some reason. My, intu my intuition knew that they could not help me. I never connected it with nutrition. Of course, nobody cared or asked about my diet. It was, it, it, can you imagine a world, Kiki? You know. I know. It wasn't even talked about. The food you eat was not talked about. It, it and it's just barely talked about. So, well, now people take pictures of it every day. They put it, it's, it's a huge thing now, I think. So, um, yeah, not personally. You're right. aren't talking about it. The doctors. Yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about in social, right. social circles. Yes, social definitely. never have talked about it, and they still don't. Yes, that's true. So I go to the dermatologist, and he, he says, I'm imagining things. He doesn't believe me. He told me to act. He used to give me the stupidest advice. I, I rolled my eyes and I told my mom, I'm never going back there. He said, just count the hairs, collect them all and bring them back to me next month. I said, you think I'm coming back from, so my mom can spend another $60? No. So that was it. I, I, I left by 21. I just ignored it. By 21, I had lost most of my hair. I was literally almost bald. Like, Janine, were you like trying to make an effort to hide it or wear no. scarves or... Well, kind of on and off. I would just keep it in my normal ponytail because it had. I couldn't leave it down. It was too scraggly. There's nothing I could do. Ponytail. So, I did for. I was a bartender too, and I had to look cute. Of course. <laughs> I was a bartender too. You all too? college and I had to look cute. So I had a lot going for me, for me from, from the neck down. So I focused on that. I wore a short booty, short head down. <laughs> oh, because I started to develop cystic acne. On top oh of my it. God. It horrible. From the neck up, it was, <laughs> which got me into how I became an esthetician later in life. But so that, so anyways, so now I'm reading books. Again, no internet. I'm going to the library. I'm sitting there for hours. I'm reading, I'm reading, um, you know, sitting in the bookstores, I'm, I'm ordering books all about health. This is where I start to get into health and nutrition. Let me tell you, Kiki, not one of the books or else I just did not observe it. Maybe I was blinded in a way. Not one thing had talked about heme iron or the importance of heme iron in a woman's diet or an iron or iron. So, and this is because women are, girls and women are menstruating every month. We're losing iron. We have different iron needs than non-women. Much higher. <laughs> yes. Plus we grow babies. We nurse, you know, so we need, all that requires iron. So 
you know, you're riding your bike 10, 20 miles a day. I used to do that too, not just a short three years ago. Now I'm happy to walk to my vehicle. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so we, you, we need the iron every day. So, it, so they did talk about iron, but they never talked about it as it pertained to food. They always, so now I'm, I'm now I'm in this stage from in my entire twenties where I'm taking, I'm drinking so much herbal tea. Like I have so much tea, every kind of herb. I'm taking a plethora of supplements, spending hundreds of dollars a day. I mean, a, a, a month on supplements and I'm just pill popping all day and making teas all day. And meanwhile, I'm eating cereal. Cereal. Oh, sister. I had so many, I started making teas. There was a shop in the East Village in New York City. They had these big shelves with giant glass jars. And mm. I would go in there and I would consult the herbal encyclopedias and this old roast tea. Yeah. And I hate tea. So it was torture for me. I literally hate tea. So, so, another, so now I'm in my 30s. Still, I never regained my hair. Never. It was always just, this is more hair than I've had in my 20s and 30s when I was much younger. So my 30s, now my cystic acne is full blown. Like people are commenting and I am grateful at this time that I work in a dark bar. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't hardly see it. And then and the daylight was horrendous. And then you're probably putting a ton of makeup on it in the bar. I tried that. I tried that. I actually tried a wig for a month. I hated it so much. I'd rather be bald. Uh, I tried the makeup, hated it. I can't have things on my face or hotness. I'm in Florida, you know? So I stopped wearing makeup. I only wore my eye makeup. There's just nothing I could do. Oh, oh. so, you know, I tried all the scrubs and of course spending more money on the scrubs and the everything else and that doesn't work. So I went to school to be an esthetician and then, you know, I, they did, they could not help me with my skin. Um, no products you put on your skin is really going to help you with your skin. So, so, he, so now I'm in my forties. So you what know, are you eating? Tell me what a day's, a general day week thing looks like in your forties. You're getting smarter. You're studying. My forties. Still didn't figure it out. In my late 30s, my own 30s, I was plant-based. So I would still eat chicken and dairy. But chicken, what, once, twice a week, a tiny little dry chicken breast, you know, once, twice a week. My, the bulk of my diet was grains, spaghetti, um, rice, tofu, tons of fruit, vegetables, all that stuff. I'm still not getting enough protein, like from, from me, like real protein. And, and the dairy I was drinking was pasteurized. So I really don't even count that as nutrition now. And then uh, obviously I'm not getting any of the fat soluble vitamins. Uh, I'm not getting the cholesterol I need for healthy skin and, and, and hormones and stuff. So in my forties, now I have my daughter at age 40 and I, I always low iron. Congratulations. Thank you. You had a certain amount of health. Yeah. Oh, well, I would like to say it was not easy to conceive her. It took two years. Well, of course, my other children, it was, it was literally a day in a day I was pregnant. So, but two years, I don't attribute that to age at all. I attribute that to health, that it took that long to conceive. Once I conceived, I almost lost her 
I started bleeding, so I almost had a miscarriage. That was saved. And then when I did have her, when I, 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 I um, honestly, I've never told this story before, Kiki. <laughs> Thank you, Janine. When I did have her, I hemorrhaged. Like, I almost died. So my midwife saved my life. Um, so, and it was a natural birth and all that stuff. So my midwife saved my life. Later, I look into how low iron, when you're, when a woman is low iron, she, the risk of hemorrhage during childbirth is much higher. Okay. So my midwife also told me I was low in iron. I need to build my iron, build my iron during this time. I'm eating so much freaking spinach and blackstrap molasses. Like I was sick from the food I was eating. I was all day, all day. I would carry my iron plant foods around with me, you know, just constantly eating high iron plant foods. Meanwhile, if you add it all up, you don't even get the 18 milligrams that you need in a day. I don't care how much freaking spinach you eat. You can't eat that much. So, <laughs> so I'm like, how am I going to get ahead if I can't even, you know, meanwhile, not even realizing that non-heme iron is very, very poorly assimilated by the body, if at all. So, you know, I knew, I knew about heme iron at this point, but I didn't really understand the importance of heme iron between heme iron and non-heme iron. And so there was that. So I hemorrhaged, almost died. Well, I'm so glad you're here to tell your story. Can you tell us the difference between iron and heme iron for a moment and then jump back on your story? What, so, what would you tell other women? What would you tell us today? the differences so non-heme iron heme means blood so non-heme iron means non-blood iron okay it is extremely poorly absorbed so non-heme iron you obtain you get from plants and also dairy dairy non-heme iron so so even eggs non-heme iron so think about it a vegetarian woman is not getting any heme iron, blood iron in her diet, even if she's eating the eggs and the milk, that's great for protein and vitamins and stuff like that. So I go vitamins, still you're not getting heme iron, which is highly absorbed by the body. Instantaneously, you will feel it. You'll feel warm and stuff. So, so I was eating non-heme iron and the chicken has heme iron, but it's such a small, minute amount. There was no way I was going to catch up. <clears throat> Um, so non-heme iron is plants, heme iron is meat, you know, the redder the meat, the more heme iron, the bloodier the meat, the more heme iron. Think about it like that. The liver, the darkest red is okay. the highest, you know, so that ultimately saved my life, like recently, the heme iron. But so then, so then when I, when I hemorrhaged and nearly died, I couldn't even walk. I couldn't sit up. I had to lay there, it, you know, and then I got back to my boat, which I lived on a sailboat at the time from my birthing center, my, with help, people carrying me. I couldn't carry the baby. I was so weak, you know, blacking out and stuff. So my mom, I told my mom came to live with me for two weeks on the boat. <laughs> so I said to my mother and I, cause I knew, see, this is what I don't, this is why I kick myself to this day. I knew the importance of heme iron, but I didn't but I took it for granted, you know, because I always felt fine. 
I felt I always had, that's another thing, he always had tons of energy. I was very muscular. I was, I was in the army at 36. Like I was very active, healthy appearing woman, except for my hair loss. So I'm during all this time when I'm reading about hair loss, most of it is talking about DHT. Oh, you're just born with a DHT. There's nothing you can do about it. You inherit it from your father. So here I'm thinking it's, it's not Tell us what DHT, with diet. Tell us what DHT is. DHT is dihydrotestosterone. It is okay. a byproduct of testosterone, which women have testosterone as well. So they're saying every book I read doesn't talk about nutrition, about hair loss books. They talk about DHT. And this, I think, is a is bunk because most of it, I think, can be attributed to nutrition. There is going to be some people that have hormone problems. Um, so maybe the DHT would be, a th they said DHT is a physical thing that just comes out of your pores, kills your follicles and your hair loss. There's nothing you can do about it. You were born this way, it was your genes. Meanwhile, my sister, my brother have thick, thick Italian hair. And you, know, you had it down to the waist. Yeah, then it's gone, I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm thinking, okay, when I hit puberty, the DHT kicked in. Okay, that was making sense to me. So I accepted that. I accepted it. And I kept eating my, I knew I needed the iron for other things. I didn't know it would regrow my hair or anything. So I'm eating spinach and, you know, all. Then I tell my mother, I, I need liver. So in the back of my mind, when I almost died, I had an epiphany. <laughs> that tends to happen on your deathbed, you know. <laughs> so my mother said, mom. Get, I need liver. So my mother, every day for two weeks while she was there, she cooked me liver for dinner. Within two weeks, I was walking and carrying the baby again. Of course, walking very slow, like one step at a time, but I was revived. I was not dying anymore. So guess what I do, Kiki? This is my, this is me, how stupid I was back then. <laughs> I don't know the, the blockage, the ideology. A raw vegan. No, 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 I never did that. I did, I, I was 90% raw, I think. And then I had a little chicken here and there. So I, once I felt better, I was walking again. And, I, and then when I could actually ride a bike again, it took me a year to ride a bike again. I stopped eating the red meats. I said, I'm fine now, I'm done, I'm cured. Okay, not thinking this is something that needs to be we need to do this a lot every day, like regularly, you know? I mean, I had periods where I was so B12 deficient, yeah. vitamin D deficient. And this doctor was said, you know, you have to eat, you know, at least eat sardines. I mean, they didn't tell me how much I had to wow. eat. Wow. So That's I amazing. Like, that a doctor okay. Sardines and eggs. And then I was like a wild animal in the forest. I was just like, har, har, sardines, eggs. Sardines like, out of a can. I ate them so fast. And, and sardines are kind of expensive. So I was trying to, you know, only eat one can a day. And then I, I, was like, I can't stop. I can't stop. And then as soon as I felt I had topped off my protein yeah. scores or my right. B12 or my fish oils or whatever, I went back to that you know, beatific, angelic path of healthy, the healthy veganism. Plants. I went back and I too mm -hmm. had been, I mean, you were influenced at an earlier age than I was, but since 18 or 19, I, I had this calling and I read all the, 
in all, every book that could tell me I was on the right path of veganism, I read all those books. Those were my gurus. And I, they were my gurus until two years ago. Oh, I just got rid of, oh man, all my books. I put them on top of the mailbox where I live. Free books. Great. All my raw, my raw cookbooks. Your uncooked books? <laughs> yeah, my uncooked books, my fruitarian freaking books and all this other stuff. <clears throat> I was never 100% fruitarian, but I tried to be. Why? Why would I do that to myself? I wanted to feel better. And I kept looking at all these different things. But so um, as soon as you felt great, it took a year, you gave up your liver and your heme iron. <laughs> gave up. And I just, I just, it's not that I consciously gave it up. I went back to my normal habit. It's habit. Oatmeal, dairy, cheese, pasteurized all. You know, oatmeal, like I ate oatmeal every day. I never ate eggs in like 40 years, I don't think. Like eggs are new to me. I'm sure I had them in pancakes and things like that. Your mother makes it, but I never consciously made eggs for myself and ate them for breakfast. <laughs> so I don't know why I always went oatmeal, oatmeal, um, cinnamon, you know, oh, beans and rice for dinner with freaking vet, some sort of vegetable every night. So I was a whole food plant-based, I don't want to say vegan because I had the chicken a couple times a week. Whole food plant-based is was the, my, the, my main diet. And it wasn't because I said, I wasn't in the ideology anymore, obviously, since I was 15. I, it wasn't because I said, I'm not going to eat meat because of the animals. I'm saving the animals. Or I'm not going to eat meat because of my health. I just, it was a habit to me at this point to see oatmeal and fruit and vegetables and rice and beans. I ate chicken once in a while because I said, oh, I think I should eat some chicken. You know, it seems important to me. And so a couple times a week, I ate some chicken and I was like, eh, I don't, I'm not a good cook. So it was like dry and I just shoved it down and I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> so then now my daughter, you know, everything's fine. I'm riding my, I'm going 20 miles a day on my bike. I'm running at 45 years old, 44 on the beach in the soft sand. Like I'm hardcore. I'm like, dang, I have the best body of my life now, you know? and active i'm pulling kids in the in the trailer riding my bike i don't in three days in a row you know i'm just riding everywhere all over town and then literally i think it happened overnight just total health collapse like i i was like i can't walk i couldn't walk you know i would be walking and be out of breath from walking just from here to there um when i went to climb stairs I thought I was, I had to sit down on the stairs and I said to myself, I think I need to ask somebody to help me down these stairs, back, get back down these stairs because I, I mean, was blacking you know, out. It's like you turned into a 100 year old woman. Yeah, that was, like, that was bad. That was scary. I've never, and I felt like that when I hemorrhaged and, and gave birth and, and, and um, the, the midwife said, I need a transfusion. I said, oh, no. I'm not getting a transfusion. Just take me home. You know, I do not recommend that to anybody. Get the transfusion. I didn't realize how close to death that I was, you know. So, but then, so then I, I felt, but I forgot that this, I didn't know what it was. So then I said, maybe I should get my iron tested. Sure enough, I was officially anemic on paper. Now I've always been on and off anemic. 
but it never affected me like this before. And I think it, that was because of my age. Because when you're younger, you can, ha you can handle it better. Okay. And there's a lot of young women, of course, that, that are, ha do have health collapses from being low iron, low ferritin. I just hit a new level that I never hit before. And that's when I said, okay, I need to eat meat every day. I need to eat meat. Because I knew about the heme iron. I didn't take it seriously. Now I got to take it seriously. So I started eating meat every day. But again, giant plate of rice and pasta and all this vegetables. And it's a little tiny piece of meat. Like I said, I'm size of my palm. For some reason, I was stuck with the size of my palm. That's how much meat I'm going to eat every day. I just spoke with, I made, you saw my video recently about body pain and eating meat. And yeah. I spoke with um, a yoga teacher. She's about 40. And she said, you know, I'm going to start eating a hamburger, one hamburger a month when I get my period. And I was like, oh, okay. You know what? I? That's a good start. But. Oh God, girl, you know, no. Um, yeah, so that's another thing with women I would like to talk to you about eating enough meat. Okay, so so then so then I started eating meat every day. I'm feeling much better. I'm not eating red meat. I'm eating pork and all this other stuff. You still I have some cystic acne. Is your hair still actively falling out or did it just stay thin? So my hair is growing back, but so I finally healed my anemia. You know, I Congratulations. It took me a year and a half to figure out eating meat every day for the first time in my life, eating meat every day. Red meat. Nope. I wasn't eating that every day, but it took me a year and a half to figure out I need to eat red meat every day. So my mother died. My mother died of a hemorrhagic stroke. She was a vegan for 12 years. So sorry. So the, 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 the anemia, she had chronic anemia. She wouldn't admit it. I saw it in her. She wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't tell me what was on her test, but I know she had it. So anemia weakens your tissues. It's going to weaken your vessels. If you're old, you cannot be anemic. It's going to weaken your vessels. And then when they rupture, you're going to have a stroke. So I said, oh, shoot, I can't, I can't, I can't have a stroke. I got to raise my daughter, right? So that's when I said, I'm going to eat red meat every day. So I ate red meat every day after my mother died. And I finally heals my anemia in 30 days. Amazing. 30 days. Amazing. So that's when I started getting on the, my channel and saying, okay, ladies, no more of this red meat once a week stuff, you know? So. That was the, the gift from your mother, yeah. from her loss. I said, I said, I should, this, she cannot die in vain. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? I got to learn something from this. So my brother learned something too. He's afraid of stroke. He's a smoker. He's a drinker. So now he's trying to, you know, heal up and stuff and quit all that. But so that, that worked. That healed me. Third, I mean, 30 days and I eat liver like once or twice a week, which is hugely important for in healing. You cannot get, a, I don't think you can get away with not eating liver, to be honest with you, if you're trying to heal from anemia. I, I ate liver... I was very resistant to eating liver when I started this like healing journey two years ago with meat and bone broths and I ate eggs and pork and chicken and beef and Same. eventually discovered I'm sensitive to eggs, sensitive to dairy, sensitive to Shoot. pork. 
but I did eat liver more in the beginning um, in that first year. And now, well, I really liked cooking it with bacon. So now I'm like, can I eat the liver without the bacon? But um, you're inspiring me to uh, add liver. Maintenance. We need maintenance so we can heal. We get we eat the liver to heal, and then I can't go back to my old habits of okay, I feel better, so I'm going to stop eating the meat. It's dropping right. liver. You need to maintain now. So when I first started, <clears throat> um, I ate a bunch of liver. Like I, I was getting sick of it. Obviously, it's not that good in the first place. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't eat any more liver. So I'm fine. My teeth got whiter. My vision. I had blurry vision. That's gone, and that's from the liver. So then I said, I stopped eating it for a while. My teeth, my, my teeth got weaker again and my vision got blurry again. So it's like, I, me personally, I have to eat the liver, you know, just to maintain my eyesight, my teeth and stuff and health, my health. I watched your video the other day where you, you're, I, I want to hear your whole story. I don't necessarily want to get onto the teeth healing part, but where you were talking about your teeth and you said that you like bit something recently, like you bit into something with your teeth and you're like, oh my gosh, look, I'm biting into this with my teeth. Taught myself. Yeah. And my <laughs> teeth definitely have started to feel weaker and weaker and weaker. There was some like, you know, gum loss, bone loss or whatever. And I would never bite anything. And even when I started eating meat, I'm looking at my boyfriend and he's been eating meat all these years. And he's just like, rah, 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 rah. he's like a wolf. And I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. chewing the chewing. chewing. And I would never bite anything on the front. And I think it is interesting. And I'm sure you can speak to this, but if it's like, use it or lose it. If we're living on these soft foods, oatmeal and rice and beans and smoothies, we are gonna lose these muscles that we masticate. We're gonna lose our cheekbones. And if we're not to one, we lose the, we lose the shape of our face if we're on a soft food diet. Duh. And I was, I was. My face looked so old. I said to myself, I look like my mother, you know? Cause my, and think about it, my mother was a vegan. So I started to get these like trow, trows, trows, what are they called? I think trough or trow. Deep Trough or trout, both are the, are this right, I think. And my skin felt so thin, and and then and then it was. Of course, it's hard to chew. I'm like chewing steak, like sitting there forever. And I said, okay. And then you switch to the other side because you want to build up both. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be like you have a piece of chewing tobacco in there. But I can definitely see from chewing meat, um, eating all these chewy meals that it definitely built up my cheekbones. And using my teeth as opposed to just, you know, if we, so using my teeth, strengthen them. Mm -hmm. So if we think of True. older people, and actually I've traveled to India extensively, tooth loss is so common in South India. I mean, I had, you know, local friends, uh, adults who I assumed were 60 and 70 years old. And this is a South Indian vegetarian region. Every, almost everyone is vegetarian. No, they were 40, they were 50, and their teeth were falling out. But all the food they eat, I know this now, I can see it through this lens, it's all soft. They don't even soft. chew it. They eat the soft rice with soup 
and the rice dairy, a lot of dairy and it's all soft. They don't chew anything and they'll take the hottest steamingest, you know, ball full of rice in their hand. Traditionally you eat with your head and they'll just throw it down the hatch, like conk, like, and they just swallow it. They never use their teeth and they start to lose their teeth. So using our teeth, I really feel now use it or lose it. Yeah. I have long. Plus, think about the muscles and the bones, even the strengthening of the bones. Yes. So I have friends that are longtime vegans who are suffering terrible tooth loss and teeth being pulled. And mo- I think like, we all are on my right. channel. <laughs> right. I just started the heel tooth decay diet, man. That's some diet. That's some Yeah, I want to hear about that in a minute. But yeah, we'll talk um, about we'll talk about that another time. Great. Yeah, great. Bring us up to where you are. So about my hair and my skin. So what ultimately now this is so what ultimately healed my skin is not meat, but this is when I started doing juice fast because I because I had always been chronically constipated since I was a teenager as well. So it was the hair loss and the constipation. That was my only health problems. And I think, I don't know if the, cause once I started juice fasting, um, in my, in my late thirties, my acne started going away and then it was the juice fasting and then just no more products, no more products, just literally just water to wash my face. So then my acne went away. So I was, my acne went away. Now my face is covered in scars, but the meat did fill up my scars. So I have these holes in my face. They're still there. Can't really tell. You could see in the sunlight, but the meat has greatly improved the plumpness, the filling out of the scar, the healing of the scars. Well, you look beautiful. When you said you were 48, I was like, that's impossible. Oh, thank you. Um, and, um, I, I'm just going to add my boyfriend had, um, cystic acne, like as a teen college student, and he took all the antibiotics and everything like that, but he does have some, you know, like what they call scars, these pits or whatever on his face, rolling scars. Right. And since um, but he's very handsome. It's not a, it's not an impediment, you know, though I'm sure as a young man, he felt self-conscious, but since we really went, we really went to like a zero carb lifestyle with lot, you know, everything meat, definitely that his skin has healed. So he's a guy, it's smoother an outdoor yeah. guy. He doesn't care about that, say like the way that a woman might, or he's not a movie actor or something, but he can see it and people comment on it Wow! So on his male skin that I'm just like, just use a little of this, you know, organic cream after you shave or just use a little of this organic tallow. Um, he can, tallow. I can see that all this, these very old scars, I mean, these scars wow. are have See, my, I had carried my scars around for a decade and they started to heal recently. For me, I think, again, the liver. <laughs> um, the liver is very high in vitamin A. And I'm going to get off this call with you and I'm going to be like, get me liver. <laughs> well, liver, liver, vitamin A is for skin and eyes. So that's why my, but I'm reading in my Heal Tooth Decay book that the vitamin A is also, you know, going to help heal your teeth. So 
Um, the vitamin A is so important and not a vitamin A in a supplement, obviously, that it could be toxic. And I don't recommend the concentrated vitamin A in the cod liver oil either, because that could also be toxic only because you're getting so much of it at one time. So a normal amount of vitamin A, but it's still very high, would be the liver. And, and my skin has gotten thicker, thicker, you know, and so, and then scars are going away. Um, they're still going to be there for life, I think, but I think this is the best it's going to get. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not, but um, <laughs> we'll, so, we'll talk in six months. You can make yeah, it yeah. and we'll check back in. Oh, so. oh I do close-ups, girl. I'm like this with my camera. <laughs> look at my, look at the scar. So, um, cause on my, on my sea siren soap spa channel, I'm going to, you know, it's a new channel. So I'm building it up, but it's okay, all going to be about I'll, my, I'll include all that um you know uh under this video or uh, wherever it appears so that yeah, i would love to build up that channel i would love to build up the channel because uh, you know the, it's not in natural healing of the skin the hair everything and i have and i show you i show you how to make products and stuff yeah so i anyway, totally look at it so the hair i'm gonna step in about my hair so okay. you have amazing hair thank you well a lot of it that you have it back i want to see the hair well i have it back because this is like hair in the time of quarantine oh yeah oh look at this hair but and it's so so and i don't want to be so i have a lot of hair but here's what i'll say is that about 10 years ago i became conscious i mean I have some natural white. I have, you know, still some dark. And I color my hair blonde. I highlight it blonde. So it's a little hard to see on camera, but this is all filled in with hair here, even though it might look like it's going back. Did that happen when you started eating the meat every day and stuff? That's right. And so I was getting these kind of re receded hairline here. And when I would go to my hair cutter, who's fabulous, and the moment I can see her again, I'll be racing in. <laughs> and I said to her, oh, you know, put a, you know, be sure when you cut it, put like a little. Don't cut this pressure. <laughs> Let me just have a little thing. <laughs> and then as soon as I really started doing the meat and the bone broth every day, I saw these baby fine hairs coming in and i have pictures of me where like i look at the picture and i'm like wow i can really see the hair loss what i'm seeing now and i really see it more in a picture but now i see it in person my whole hairline is growing in I like oh, almost wow. have a square hairline. I wonder if you were low iron or low something. Uh, well, I know I was partly B12 anemic. I was definitely low heme iron because yeah, I obviously right iron. So there's a ferritin storage that you need to build up in your bone marrow and your liver. I yeah. wonder if you were low in ferritin, the ferritin iron well, storage. So I'm definitely building up everything. So. About a year ago, or a year and a half ago, my hair stopped curling. And I was like, oh, I have no curl in my hair. I wonder, that's hormones. So everything was shot. So now I've, I've lost my curl. I didn't thicker. realize that this was 
thinning or receding right here. Until it started growing in. I definitely saw that this was, so now my, and I would get this weird hair loss and I'll still get it if I eat like eggs what? or dairy, the smallest what? amount, a hair will literally just like go like that. I'll, oh. I'll be doing something and I'll just see it. Stop eating eggs. Go like that and go like that without me even touching my head. They're just popping out. And then I'll say like, oh my gosh, could one egg do that? Could That's, two I don't, tablespoon? And then I'll go off the dairy and I won't see that. Huh, so now- Pasteurized dairy, you're- Pasteurized. Ugh, forget it. So now my hair, each strand of hair is thicker. Ooh. The feeling funny. of how much hair is on my head as you can see, I mean, amazing. <laughs> I'm 57 years old. So that's amazing. And I'll be 58 um, it, at the end of June. So um, my, my hair is curlier. Each hair is thicker. The amount of hair on my head is more. And my hairline is, is growing in thicker. You know of any other 57-year-old woman that can say their hair is growing thicker? I don't. It's amazing. I don't. I really don't. Um, you have really accomplished something. Thank you, Janita. And you know, I started cutting my hair short. Actually, when I, because I realized that I was always, my, obviously, my, now in retrospect, I can see my hair was getting thinner and danker. And if I pulled it up, I just looked more alert and i was wanted to start a youtube channel and i just realized if my hair went up i looked more camera ready <laughs> i used to be an actress blah 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 so camera ready yeah. and then i cut my hair short in a way that was really lifted and it was like a facelift i was really happy with how you know i looked but um but i just thought okay my hair is getting thin or whatever that's normal and now i'm like that's not normal so now my hair is getting thicker and I never thought I would, I thought, well, I'm just going to have a short chic haircut for the rest of my days. And now I'm like, you know what? Well, I can you I imagine can grow you this. your hair grow? I think I can get back to like the Kiki, uh, the 80s <laughs> Kiki. With like, so cool. It's so cool. So cool. So, well, one, something in, okay. By the time I hit menopause, I'm going to ha finally have my hair and then I'm going to lose it all. <laughs> no, you're not going to lose it. You're not. So about my hair, my hair is still falling. Um, I have a backstory to that. Why, why it's taking me so long to heal my anemia. So just because I healed my anemia doesn't mean I'm, I'm not still low on the scale of normal iron, right? So the scale is hundreds of points. I'm down here. I'm, I'm in the low iron. I want to be optimal iron. So your hair starts growing when your ferritin level is in the 70s. I honestly have no idea what my ferritin is because I don't want to get take, have them take any more of my blood because I need my right. blood. So I'm just, I'll know that I'm in my optimal iron range when, I'm, when my hair starts growing back. So it supposedly stops falling in, when your ferritin levels, your ferritin iron storage levels are in the 40s. So 
mine's still falling, so I'm not even in the 40s yet. You see, this is why I gotta keep eating my right. liver. So Janine, doctors and hair loss specialists and hair loss specialist books didn't give you this information. No. Where no, did you no, finally no. get this, like this ferritin scale? This is great to hear. Where did you get the information? A little on? secret, secret from the Long Hair Forum. Other women talking. Somebody along the way found out that information and, and I think it's right because I've been talking, I talk to a lot of women on my channel in the comment section, I'm very active. You are very me, active, that's how we met. Yeah, <laughs> and they tell me that, that it's true because when their ferritin reached a certain level, they stopped losing their hair and it was usually around the 40s. And when their ferritin reached the 70s is when they started regrowing. So what I'm trying to say is, I, so the long hair forum is where I got it. Because I was looking for answers all my life, all my life, looking for answers, looking up the, the came across the long hair forum, reading everything about hair loss there. And that's when I learned about ferritin iron storage. And, and store your ferritin in your bone marrow and in your liver. And this is the storage. This is your backup, you know? So say, God forbid you have a, a car accident and you lose a lot of blood. I mean, you need some storage. You can't just be at low normal level, just barely above anemic and accept that. Women, I want women to strive to achieve a higher normal level. You know what I mean? Of iron, because then if you get an illness or a surgery or a car accident or have a baby, then you have some storage where you're not going to nearly die. Hated and nearly die. So my hair is still falling, but it is improved, but it's still falling. It's much better. I also have the baby hairs. Oh, nice. See, my hair looks better in person than it does on camera. I think you look great. My hair got darker. It was, so I had that dull, I call it the pastel look, the pastel vegan look. I had the dullness, the, the, the pale lips, the pale eyes, the pale hair was just dull and boring. They call it mousy. Now it's becoming a richer, like darker color again. Um, I actually see in this area, little dark hairs coming wow. in. Wow. Like almost like eyebrow hairs. And I'm like, wow, could, because could this I is be my reversing? most silver area. I'm like, could brown grow? And another thing yeah. I'll say is I developed low thyroid. That was really the only medication I took was for thyroid. And I had lost like half my brows. And mm -hmm. if I showed you a picture of me from the 80s, I mean, I had like, you know, these giant brows. I was like, where did my brows go? Mine too. The women are told like, oh, well, that's just aging. That's menopause. Yeah, we can't accept that. We can not I'm accept still it. I'll start to accept that when I'm in my 80s. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm going gray. I'm going. Um, so my, my brows have grown back in and my hair is Grow growing. your hair. And so there's some brown here. Um, so absolutely regrow darker hair. Absolutely. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your... I had all these, what I believe, I believe I had developed leaky gut from all of the oxalates and the, you know, from all of the grains and the greens and everything like that. So 
I'm eating right now, I, I'm pretty limited. I'm not complaining. I really feel fantastic um, eating an all meat diet, mostly beef, pastured animals, some lamb. But I think you, you're not in, as limited in how you eat. Tell not us anymore, not anymore. I made, my, I made myself sick with orthorexia by being too strict with my new meat diet. Right. Before I tell you about my diet, I do wanted to say something about your thyroid. So one doctor in all the doctors I've seen over the years, one told me that he said, the, the recent one, when I went to get my, my uh, check for anemia, he said, I'm going to check your thyroid as well. And I'm like, why, why are you going to do that? I don't need that. And he said, no, because you, most of the time when you have anemia, you all, it goes hand in hand with thyroid, with low thyroid. So low thyroid and anemia go hand in hand. One doctor actually told me this. Wow. So because you had thyroid problems, you, that very well may have been an indicator that you also had very low iron or anemia. So I just wanted to say that. Thank um, you. My mom was also on thyroid, not medication, but she also was suffering from low thyroid. She admitted that to me. She wouldn't admit the anemia to me for some reason because she knows I would make her eat red meat. <laughs> but um, so anyway, okay, so what I'm eating now. So I started off eating a little bit of red meat every day with all my rice and vegetables. Then the rice and vegetables, I said, I quit the grains and because I also have osteoarthritis. So I wanted to, I wanted to get rid of that pain. I thought maybe it's inflammation. So got rid of the grains. I did start to feel much better, my joints, but I'm still limping, you know? So, um, so then I, I was eating so much meat and this is what we do. We, we eat so much meat. We eat enough meat for two decades right. in one year. Right. Every meal I'm eating bacon. I'm eating an entire pack of bacon at once. I was I mean, there. So much meat, so much. I'm not gaining weight. I mean, I got rid of the grains, eggs, dairy, meat, meat, meat every day, every day, multiple. So then you can taper down once you start to, it took me about a year to taper down. That's how malnourished I believe that I was. That we, were, we were malnourished. I was like, how could I have so much hunger for this? I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Minnesota starvation study where they put the guys in the house. Yeah. Right. So this is very interesting. Um, and I'll just say, you know, just share it quickly. So during World War II, it was understood that the American soldiers overseas, if they were captured, if they were lost and left behind, how much, what kind of food stores did they need? What was the minimum protein or calories that a soldier could survive on? So there was a government study and they actually conscientious objectors uh, volunteered for the war effort, not through as soldiers, but to participate in a starvation study. And it's very interesting if you, if you go to read about it on Wikipedia, and there's some other sites that I've looked at where they interviewed the men years later. And the, the diet they started them on was 2,500 calories these were all strapping fit, trim young men, like men looked in the 1940s. They were all like lean and athletic looking and they were all college students. They were all, you know, bright and energetic. And um, so then after a month, I think it was, they took them into 2000 calories. 2000 calories 
is a starvation diet. And these men develop psychological problems, body pain, food obsession, anti-socialism, being antisocial. And one guy spoke about in some film footage that I found that they would make them walk every day. It was, they were like on a university campus. So they're kind of walking in a suburban area. And he said that his, their bodies were so tired and so full of pain. This is after like six weeks that where the sidewalk would end and it would go down to the driveway and then you'd have to step back up onto the sidewalk. They chose to walk in the street because it was too much effort. That was me. Oh, like, that was me. I didn't want to. You know those those. You know in the in the parking lot those bumpers where you park the little bumpers. Right. I was like, I have to walk over that. It was an effort. I was like, oh, I, that I was me. Left my leg over it. And Lear Keith, who wrote the vegetarian myth. Yeah, Lear Keith. Lear Keith. I heard her. I think on a podcast i can't remember if it was in her book or on a podcast and she said she would look in the supermarket see how many people were on the line because if she had to stand on the supermarket line for more than five minutes she wouldn't make it so she we were supermarket if the line was empty she shopped if the line wasn't empty she dragged herself home that was me too i would think do I have the energy to get to that place? Can I go down those subway steps? Everything Can is I come a, up? Oh, you can't go down. You definitely can't go up the steps. No. I would send my, thank God I had, my daughter was five at the time when I had my anemia. I would go, go I, you know, I give things away all the time to my neighbors, this, that. I was like, go up there. I would send her upstairs all the time for me. Go knock on Katie's door and ask her if she needs this or whatever. And I, because I, I couldn't go upstairs, you know? So um, the last year, the last year and a half before I healed my anemia, I was in bed. I was bedridden. I would, I would go to work. I would still function at work because I was running off a of coffee, I'd getting there early in the morning. By the end, halfway through the workday, I was dying. I was like, oh, God, it was so miserable just to get through the day. I would come home, go straight to bed for four hours. I would sleep. Meanwhile, my daughter's watching TV, can't take her out on to the beach anymore, can't take her on bike rides, can't take her to the park, no way could I, I couldn't take her to the park because I couldn't walk from my car to the playground. I hear it's, it's, she suffered. And it's very, um, it's really a doom, you know, our mind is filled with doom about our future. That was on my deathbed, for real. You know, like, okay, so now you're, you, 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 you got all the meat in, pounds of it a day. And so where are you now with your eating? With your no, eating. Um, and, and, and I wanted to say about because of starvation, when we, when we starve, we're in slow starvation. You're not just losing weight. It's like, you, it's not just that you're skinny and you need to gain a few pounds. You've lost weight in your bones. You've lost weight right. in your organs. You've lost your blood volume. You've lost, you've lost weight in everywhere. So you have to read your bones need to build up their density. That's why we eat so much. Right. Your oh, bones building up. That's you know? what these so that's what these volunteers. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about. Thank you so much for bringing it back to that, Janine. <laughs> these volunteers said that they ate massive. They were so hungry. It took them from two to five years of eating massive amounts of food every single day 
they still stayed lean and most of them were lean later in life. And I don't know if there was ever a full follow-up study done on the long-term health impacts or disease, death, et cetera, but it, it deeply affected them for life. And the, it was deemed that this study was inhumane. I think at like eight weeks and you know, how eight many weeks? Yes. How many women in the world are on a sub 2000 calorie, 1,800 calorie Decades. diet? And Decades. this is a starvation diet. Uh, yeah. So what I eat now is, um, I, 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 I did a little thing. I did a little thing and I made myself very sick. I was doing fine. I healed my anemia. I was eating a normal amount of meat. I, um, you know, just, I, I can't eat, honestly, I can't eat more than one giant like meal a day. And I don't, when I eat, I eat off a child size plate, the little sandwich plates. Like it's, my diet is very satiating. I eat meat, milk, raw milk. Now I, I drank obviously for like last 10 years. and. In the morning, I'll I'll eat um, I'll drink a glass of milk. They'll hold me over for a few hours or um, some raisins. I, I stopped eating. That's what I did. I'll eat eggs or whatever, just small things, and then I'll have one meal, right? And I was doing fine, but then I said, because I have the uterine fibroid, so now I healed my anemia. Now I got to heal the next thing, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's something else when I healed my anemia. You, you, you're, you're more motivated for life. Like I didn't care. I did not, my business, I was survive. My business was my lifestyle was how I paid my bills. I had to get a job in a restaurant because my business, I didn't care if my customers wanted soap. I couldn't make the soap. Like I, I couldn't even call them back. I just, it all fell to shit. It all disappeared. I have no more customers. I start completely over. So that's what I'm doing now. You know, you, you put your 10 years I'm working on this business. I got all these customers, you know, going out to the markets every weekend. And, but then, and then it's your passion. And then you just don't care because your passion now is to just live for the next day. You know what I mean? I'm there a hundred percent. Like I just launched this kikitv.life. I'm offering six live Zoom classes a week. I get off the Zoom. I edit them. I upload them. I, I, have, I have so much energy and creativity and um, mission to work that that definitely was absent. I was very happy to, I'd gone back to school for coaching as an executive coach, and I was very happy to earn a really fine living from you know coaching four to six people um a couple times a week just to, just to get by well yeah and and i could focus in that way but the idea that additionally i might go into a big yoga classroom or additionally i would just start producing <laughs> tons of content it wasn't there and now i have so much passion and energy and mental vitality and mental you care more you want you want to do things in life now again that's right <laughs> someone shared uh janine and i also bumped into each other there is a there's a group on facebook called 
vegan and vegetarian recovery group. It's a oh, private wait, you're in that? Yeah, we bumped into each other in there. I don't remember. Oh, okay. That's how I came to How long ago was that? In this last month. And that's how I reached out to friend you and then message you. Oh, yeah. I thought that was on YouTube. I thought that was on my comments. We also you uh, connected on YouTube. And then I saw you pop into the vegan vegetarian. What did I say? Red meat? Eat your... <laughs> so the vegan vegetarian group has been very important to me uh, because it's so hard to make that shift. We have a fear of judgment and everything. I feel that when I got fully nourished, well, I don't have that fear of judgment anymore. Oh yeah, I don't care. I don't give an F anymore. I don't care. I'm on the beach in a bikini. Like I, and my body is not what it used to be, put it that way. And I, you just don't care. I don't care well, about anything. Your confidence, what it is, is your confidence. Right, because you have the confidence to live your life confidence to just you're happy to be alive <laughs> that's right and you feel you can do things but someone in that group said well if i had eaten if i had started eating this way you know 10 years ago i could have ruled the world oh i joke around like that too i said imagine what i could have been i was in the army at 36 years old giving birth at 40 Imagine if I was actually healthy, not just appearing healthy. I always joke, I'm like, I could have been an Amazon woman or something. You know? And I that and I say that all the time. I was like, oh my God, if I'd had this energy, I mean, I don't want to take away from all my accomplishments. I don't want to demean my, you know, all the amazing things that I've done and all of the opportunities I've given myself and all of the, you know, but it's, it's hard to explain getting this level of alertness and dynamism um, and vitality. And I was like, I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I can rule the world now or something. Um, I want to feel better than I've ever have. And I'm already, I'm on the path. So now I know how it feels to be, have one foot, you know, off the, and I call it the anemia cliff. So my, when my health failed overnight, I feel like I was on the cliff, I was on the edge of the cliff, and then I just, one foot slipped off the cliff is when I got the anemia overnight, and that's how I, that's how I like visualize it, so I'm like further away from the cliff now, you know, so, um, is that, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry if my Facebook is notifying me, is that me or you, so, so it's, I keep hearing bing, bing, bing. Oh, it's not mine. Okay, so I'm sorry if you can hear that. I don't hear it, um, so, but. Um, fortunately we don't hear it. Okay. So. Then I'll ignore it. Um, so about what I eat now. So I did a thing, the thing that I did, which got me very sick again is, and, and I'm going to, I know you're going to some people are going to be mad at me for saying this, <laughs> the, but we carnivore, don't the carnivore diet, the carnivore diet. So what I did was I eliminated my fruits. That's all I did, because I, before I was eating what I would call a primal diet, meat, dairy, eggs, fruit. I, don't, I, I gave up the vegetables. Vegetables give me PTSD now. I don't eat vegetables, but I eat plenty of fruit. So all I did to heal my uterine fibroids, I learned a lot about insulin, spiking your insulin. So I wanted to keep my diet low carb to try to heal my uterine fibroids. And that's another long story I won't get into, but um, so I, so I just, all I did was eliminate the fruits. So now I'm eating meat, 
dairy and eggs, right? I made myself so sick with histamine intolerance. I got histamine intolerance in, 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 in a few weeks. So I'm just recovering from that now. Oh my God, I ate so much fruit and I, I'm back out of it. I'd like to say a, a disclaimer. I know that many women, you know, they don't, they don't, they, okay, the, the histamine intolerance has many, many variables. It's so confusing. All I know is that for me, when I removed the vitamin C from my diet and I did eat raw liver, so when I, re, it didn't help. When I removed the actual fruit vitamin C from my diet, I got the histamine intolerance. When I put the fruit back in, my histamine intolerance tolerance is gone. I know a lot of people like to say, but this, but this, but this, but right. that's true. Me, it was just the vitamin C. It was so simple. I was glad to be able to heal it. So now I'm eating. So just quickly, what were the histamine intolerance um, symptoms? Oh, um, I, was in, I was in the middle of taking my anatomy and physiology class, which was my, which is what I've been wanting to take for years. I finally was in my class and it was the beginning of the coronavirus. <laughs> so I started to have sneezing attacks in the morning. Okay, so before class, I would sneeze, sneeze like like a hundred times, like a lot. I was nonstop sneezing. I'm like, this can't be real. What is going on, you know? And so, so then it, it would be fine for the rest of the day. It was just in the morning. And then it started to trickle out into my school time. When I was in school, I was like, oh God, I can't have a sneezing attack here in the middle of the... They're going to throw me in. They're going to put hazmat soon. Right. Exactly. So I was suffering. So then I had to call out of class and now I'm going to fail and all this other stuff. So it was like, then I remembered a long, oh, the, the final straw was, um, I, I started breaking out in hives on my hands. I was starting to get itchy everywhere. I'm like this, itchy, itchy. And then the hives came and I'm, I'm, I'm covered in hives from my forearms down on the palm of my hand. I'm just, Ugh. And then I remember that's what triggered my memory a long time ago when me and my daughter would run. My daughter would break out in hives on her legs. And so back in the day, I looked that up and it said vitamin C could be a vitamin C deficiency. So I started giving my daughter uh, half of an orange every day before we ran and that she never got hives again. So I remembered I need fruit. I need to put fruit back in my diet. That worked for my daughter. And sure enough, it worked for me. So it took me, it took me three weeks to get the hives, to, to get the histamine intolerance, and it took me like two months to heal it. So it took double the amount of time. Wow. So, and so now I ate a massive amount of fruit. I was going crazy. Now I'm tapered down. Now you tapered down. You know? <laughs> so I'm back on well, a primal type diet. You know, the meat, the eggs, the dairy, and the fruit. <laughs> so. I'm so glad that you joined me today, that we got to meet, and what you've been Ooh. through, what you've overcome is extraordinary. Your tenacity in the face of exhaustion is amazing, and um, it's certainly going to be inspiring and very informative for everyone that, anyone that comes and views and watches this podcast. So I just want to... Any final words or thoughts? I know we could probably talk for like six hours, but um, one final word. 
one final hashtag. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sorry. Hashtag red meat heals women. Period. Red meat heals women. Red low iron. You need that heme iron. The no plant is going to heal you. And and then the heme that's in some other animal foods, it's not adequate. It's good, but it's not enough if you're already ha and have anemia. What? It, go ahead and eat that. But you try to get that red meat in every day until you can heal your anemia. And it's not easy. Believe me, I'm like, oh, God, I need to go get a hamburger out of the blue because I didn't have my red meat today. So I have to go out and get and I made it. And sure enough, for me, it healed my anemia in 30 days. And um, I highly recommend eating red meat every day for 30 days. Just try the 30 days. You don't, if it, nothing works for you, then fine. But, you know, pork that has, that all has heme iron, but it's just, a little bit you want it the most team iron you can get for your bang for your buck you know so if someone doesn't know they're anemic because it's not in this extreme state or maybe it is and they're ignoring it what what would be signs for women that they're developing heme iron anemia a lot of there's a lot of signs but the basic sign the most basic ones the top signs are the brittle nails that split the crappy nails, the hair loss, the pale, if your lips get bluish. Oh, my oh, lips my were gray blue. blue. <laughs> there was a period, this is like 15 years ago, oh my, it didn't matter how much lipstick I put on. Yeah, it covered the color of the shirt. And my partner at the time, he would say yeah. like, you're, put on lipstick, your lips are so oh. gray. And I'd be like, I have lipstick on. I was in basic training in, in winter and every day people would look at, you can't wear makeup, obviously. Why are your lips blue? I'm like, I don't know because we didn't have any mirrors in basic training. So I didn't even know my lips were blue. So the so, real yeah. nails, blue lip. hair, blue lips. Are and, you cold all the time? Oh yeah. You're freezing. You're freezing everywhere. You're freezing. It doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. You know, you want to go out and lay on a rock in the sun like a lizard. And you just, just, just to get warm. Yeah, you're cold. So those are the basic ones. You, you, if you notice tooth sensitivity or tooth decay, that as well. So iron deficiency anemia brings, it weakens all of your tissues, all of them. On a cellular, cellular level, it weakens your bones, it weakens your teeth, your hair, your nail. Everything becomes weaker. You become less, less of what you were, you know. Oh, and the, the, so I had this for years and I didn't pay attention. The, the blackouts, when you go to stand up, you go to stand up and you have a blackout. Right. On to something, that is also a, a, a sign of anemia. doesn't mean you have anemia, but it's a sign of anemia. And it's a sign of low blood pressure, which is also a sign of anemia, low, low blood pressure. Heart palpitations is a common one and insomnia. It's interesting. It's like a lot of what could be blamed on everything. The right. natural menopause. Yeah. Oh. Everything you just shared that so-called, well, this is normal with menopause or with the changes of life. It Damn. can all just be it's a shame. Kiki, it's a shame. Right, it is horrible. No doctor told, not even asked me what I eat in 40 years. Terrible. 30 years, 30 years. Shame. Janine, 
Thank you for being so bold and so honest in your healing journey. And I really connected with you through your channel. You're talking about things in a really warm, easy, passionate way, but you're really easy to connect with about very painful um, personal experiences. And it allows, it allows us to heal through your, the way that you're sharing your healing. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> and thank you for coming on today. And I'm going to share all the information where everyone can find you. And I certainly hope that you have plenty of energy to um, be sharing your beautiful soaps because we want them. <laughs> I I'm want starting them. it. I'm building it up again. <laughs> thank Great. you so much. Keith. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up this call officially, but if you want to hang on the line, we can just have a few final words and then maybe Jesse has some questions for you. Thank yeah, you. I'm going to hang out. Thank you, Janine. Bye. And thank you everyone for joining us today and find everything about Janine underneath this video or underneath this podcast. And thank you for meeting me on Kiki TV.